This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. World of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. I want to encourage you right now to subscribe right here on YouTube to this channel. Smash the like button and share a link to our live chat room to everyone you know right there on Facebook. Get them to come on out and tune in and join in the fight against the host of hell. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. everybody welcome back we made it to Friday and that means tonight is the Friday night's deli- Friday night deliverance with evangelist Victor Ravlag hope you all are having a great week and uh, if you need prayer tonight later on we're going to open up the phone lines 515-602-9734 please invite a friend to tune into these shows easiest thing to do is just send them over to the website once they're there, they'll get a couple options on how they can tune in. Send them to OmegaManRadio.com. Brother Victor, welcome back. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, Shannon. Thank you. How are you? Well, I'm doing better than I was two weeks ago, but still got a little bit of this sinus infection lingering, but um, I'm well enough to do the show tonight, but uh, keep me in prayer, because the sinus have been giving us hell down here. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I have went through probably uh, two thousand Kleenexes. You know, t- last year was the first time I had sinus issues. My wow. nose started running last September, in fact, and I, I I never had allergies in my life, and just this last year I've been taking you know Benadryl in the morning uh, for it, but I've been dealing with sinus issues myself for the last year. Lord have mercy. It's weird. It sure is. Something in the atmosphere. These chemtrails and everything else they're pouring in on us. You know? Absolutely. Definitely. That, that's got to be something with that. I believe it. I had a friend who was going to do a show last night and they had to cancel because uh, the family's sick. Same thing going on down here. I said maybe there's something going around in the, in the air. But um, Absolutely. 
that's to be expected in these day and times. I'll tell you, we're in some crazy times. But uh, praise the Lord. We can pray one for the other. We'll do that tonight. Amen. And folks, uh, welcome, wherever you're tuning in from. Brother Victor, you want to open us in prayer? Yes. Gracious Heavenly Father, we come into your holy presence this evening in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, where two or more gathered, you are in the midst. But God, we don't know how many is gathering with us live, but we know you're in our midst. So Lord, we give this time to you, that you would be glorified and your Son would be lifted up, that you would be praised, that all things would glorify you. As you said, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, so we present ourselves to you, this message, Lord God, you've placed upon my heart, let it glorify you, that it would be the manna from heaven. Bless this food. Bless our bodies to receive this food. Bless our ears, eyes, and minds so we will see, hear, and understand that, Lord, everything about tonight is about you. That we must decrease, you must increase. You see the sickness, infirmity, ailments, or disease attacking us, Lord God, allergies, Lord, or viruses, or bacteria, any kind of sickness. We bind it in Jesus' name. We bind it in Jesus' name. We lay hands upon the sick in the spirit that you set the captives free from the power of the enemy, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, and willingly. That our wills would be lined up with your will. That not our will be done, but yours be done. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. Because you and you alone are worthy. Amen. Amen. Welcome back. Amen. The mic is yours. Take all the time you like. Well, I'm glad to be here. Last week I had surgery to put in three implants, and they pulled a tooth out at the same time, hoping to do the surgery, but they had already cut open my gums in my right-hand side. That's the lower right-hand side of my jaw. Ouch. And, yeah, it was, it was when the Novocaine wore off, then I felt it. And I've been just struggling with the stitches all week and uh, irritation, and they did some bone grafting. They put in bone into uh, the canal where they had removed the tooth, and hopefully it adheres, and I'll be able to get the three implants in three months when this all heals up. So praise the Lord. That's why I wasn't on last Friday, and I was away the Friday before. I went down to Alabama. My my great niece got married. A southern wedding. Wow. Southern barbecue. It was a great time. We had a wonderful time in Alabama in Huntsville. Well, then we went to see Albert and Lisa down in uh, Mobile. Oh, wow. <laughs> How are they doing? They're doing great. Fantastic. Wonderful brothers and sisters. We had a great time. It's, it's always fun when we get together. <clears throat> Can't stop laughing. <laughs> God, it's good to have... It's How good and pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity, the Bible says. Amen. Amen. And if you're Italian, you're going to have some good Italian food, too. Did you get some good pasta down there? No, we went to an Irish pub <laughs> down there, and the Irish food was incredible. Wow. But uh, Lisa did cook meatballs and sausage. Okay, there so, you are. Yes, we did have Italian food, home-cooked yes. Italian food. It was, it was sensational. Praise the Lord. 
It was good. My wife even stole her recipe and made her meatballs the day before <laughs> yesterday. My wife did a pretty good job. Very, uh, ju- not juicy, but tender meatballs. Yeah, we're good. Going to have to try them sometime, Shannon. Oh, yes. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, it's good to be here. It really is good to be here. You know, when you come under attack of the enemy, you know that God has a plan. And the enemy turns up the heat whenever I'm prepared to uh, preach or or share the word. The enemy turns up the heat and turns the fire up in situations and circumstances, you know. The, the trials increase. But praise the Lord, we uh, we overcome them. By the word of our testimony and the blood of the land. So I testify you. Know, I've been in the fire a little bit today. And Lord, forgive me for any sins that I may have committed. Anything that I've said out of line. Any attitudes I may have displayed that does not glorify you. I want to be holy and pure before you. Because this is your time. I am your vessel. Out of me will flow rivers of living water. As the word says, Father. And as the spirit guides me into all truth. To lead us all into your truth, Lord, through your word. Bless your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Ah, the title of today's message, brothers and sisters, that the Lord put upon my heart. My Lord said to my Lord. Turn with me to Psalms 110, verse 1. The book of Psalms, songs, poems, and warfare prayers that David wrote and others wrote is the book of Psalms. I read four Psalms a day. I got that from you, Shannon. Four Psalms a day. I start on the first of the month. I read Psalm 1, 31, 61, and 91. And I go each day I go through a Psalm. That's part of my morning devotion. And it, it's a battle. Not... Not a battle to do it, but a battle that the writers wrote about their battles. The warfare of Psalms, the predatory Psalms, the curses Psalms. You know, people say, oh, we shouldn't curse our enemies or anything like that. But one, the Bible says, you know, those who love cursing, let it return back to them. Not that we ever curse anybody or say we want someone destroyed or killed or wiped out. But if they're, if they're shooting curses out, let it return back to them and bring them to repentance. That's my prayer. So here we are at Psalm 110, verse 1. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Why would God move David in the spirit to quote this? To write it in the spirit to bring it about. Till I make your enemies your footstool. Christians, Jesus had his enemies. And guess what? So do you and I. For the weapons of our warfare, Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians, the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. It's not your spouse, it's not your kids, 
It's not your family or your job or the people driving around you. The weapons of our warfare, we're in a war. If you didn't hear me, let me say it again. We are in a war. We have enemies. We battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual hosts of wickedness. There's an unlimited onslaught of the enemy attacking the church. The letters of John, 1 John says, the entire world is under the sway of the enemy, of the evil one. He's working in every man, woman, and child that's born on earth to keep them from God, to give them false religion, to build a menagerie of ideas and idolatries and activities to keep people from God, bringing sin into the children at an early age. The enemy comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. This entire world is under his way. Jesus came to set the captives free. The entire world is captive by the sins of our fathers and all the way back to Adam and Eve. The Word of God is a war manual. A war manual about this war of the enemy who tried to exalt himself and take over heaven and make it his place so that he would be worshipped. And I don't need to go into the story about Satan and his plan. He was cast to earth like lightning. Like lightning. Jesus said in Luke chapter 10, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Like lightning. And we'll go to Luke in a few minutes. So my Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Until... Jesus defeated Satan at the cross. He became king of kings, lord of lords, by laying down his life for the sins of the world. If Satan had known, in fact, turn there to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 8. I believe it's that. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, as the Holy Spirit leads us into this direction, deviating a little bit, 1 Corinthians 2, yes, uh, 17, 1 Corinthians Wait, wait. Oh, no, 1. 1 Corinthians 1, 17. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. I didn't have this written down. It's a detour the Holy Spirit is bringing us on. Reading from 1 Corinthians 1, 17. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, 
not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of non-effect. For the preaching of the cross to them that perish is foolishness, to them that perish foolishness. But to us which are saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of the world? Hath not God made the foolish the wisdom of the world? For after that, in wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of the preaching to save them that believe. Now jump over to 2, verse 12, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 12. You see, it pleased God to reveal his power and authority through the foolishness of the death on the cross, because it was incomprehensible. No one, even Satan himself, with all the knowledge and all his demonic powers, all the fallen angels that accumulated together, and every demon did not see what was coming when they nailed Jesus to the cross. Verse 12 of Second Timothy, I mean, 1 Corinthians 2. <laughs> Excuse me, slip of the tongue. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak, not of the words which man's wisdom teaches, but that which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things by himself, is not judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord? that he might instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. You see, brothers and sisters, the invisible things from the beginning of the world have been hidden, hidden to those that are perishing, hidden from the eyes of the world. Hidden. Because if Satan had known that crucifying Christ, he would have lost his kingdom. He would have never done it, it says here in 1 Corinthians. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound everybody. Amen. So my Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. You and I, brothers and sisters, have been commissioned to continue the fight against Satan's kingdom, against the powers and principalities, the weapons of all warfare. We have been given a mandate to tear down Satan's kingdom. Tonight we're going to do mass deliverance. Not because I came up with it, but because others have plowed the field before me. Derek Prince, 
Wynne Worley, and others have plowed the field to realize that you can't individually pray for everybody at all times. When you're in a church gathering and you're speaking to 100 or 200 people, the only way you could pray for everybody is that you do it on a large scale all at once. And that's what we'll do, whoever the Lord has brought here today. We'll do a mass deliverance where we attack Satan's kingdom. <clears throat> Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 12. Hebrews 10, verse 12. But this man... After he had offered up sacrifices for sins, ever sat down on the right hand of God. When Jesus finished, when Jesus finished the work that he did, he sat down at the right hand of God. High above all principality, power, rulers of darkness, spiritual hosts of wickedness. And we are seated with Jesus in heavenly places, Ephesians tells us. Over all the power of the enemy. Verse 13, and henceforth, expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. You see, the enemy is not a footstool at this point. He's under our feet. We have dominion over him. But the, all the enemies of God will be put under Jesus' feet and Jesus' authority. He left his work to us. He completed his time on earth. He fulfilled his purpose. Paul fulfilled his purpose and said in 2 Timothy chapter 4, I've run the race, I've completed the course, and there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness in heaven. Not only for me, but all those that love his coming, or expecting his coming. We're expecting his coming today, amen? As we see the world events occur since October 7th when Israel was invaded and ruthlessly murdered, 1,400 people took hostages, and the world is coming against them. There's protests around the world in our Ivy League schools in America. And you can't even tell them Hamas attacked Israel. They don't believe it. Or that they believe that's a lie. They believe Israel is the aggressor. Turkey, Iraq. Iran, Somalia, Yemen, Jordan removed their ambassadors from Israel today. Something is going to occur, and we know it in the Bible, that we are in the last days, because the central point of history is Israel. Because Jesus will come back and defend Israel at a time. No one knows the time of the hour. I don't know if you're pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, pan-trib, it'll all pan out, whatever. Whoever you, but you got to look up. Your redemption is nine. No one knows the time of the hour. We could all take scripture and fit it into what we, we wanted to say. Or fit it into 
wherever it fits into our thinking. But we know this, Jesus is coming back. That's what he told the disciples. The angels told the disciples in Acts. The same manner you see him leave, that's the way he's going to return. Thessalonians tell, tells us, in the twinkling of an eye, he will appear. And the dead in Christ will rise first. And we who are alive and remain will be caught up with them in the sky. Amen. He left his work on us for, to do. This honor has all the saints to bind the kings and princes. Kingdoms and principalities. Uh, Psalm 149. This is an honor. To be in the warfare. You've got to get into the battle. You've got to be trained with the weapons that Jesus has left us. Binding and loosening the keys of heaven and earth, he tells us. As we grow in Christ. And we fight our battle. To set the captives free. Turn with me now to 1 Corinthians 15. I didn't want to get into a long message, but I'll go as long as the Holy Spirit will lead us. 1 Corinthians 15, 25. 1 Corinthians 15, 25. Let's go to 22. Start at 22. 1 Corinthians 15, 22 says, For as in Adam all die. Even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order. Christ or Messiah, the first fruits, afterward, they that are Christ at his coming. Then comes the end. Then, then he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God. Even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule, all authority, and all power. You see, Jesus is coming back as a conqueror. He's coming back to bring his bride home first. And then we have the tribulation, I believe. But I could be wrong. But he, there is going to be a taking away. But I believe the seven-year feast, the bride, the marriage supper of the Lamb, will occur while the world is in tribulation. That's a possible view. But we know this. He's at the door, and his enemies will be put under his feet. Under his feet, it says there, verse 25. He, for he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Verse 27. For he hath put all things under his feet. But when he says all things are put under him. It is manifest that he is expected. Which did put all things under him. And when all things shall be subdued unto him. Then shall the Son also himself be subject to him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. It's all for the glory of God. 
everything Jesus did was for the glory of the Father. But we're putting things under our feet. We're putting things under our feet. As disciples and soldiers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Turn with me to Luke chapter 10 verse 19. Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give to you power or authority. I give to you authority. Jesus talking to the 70 that returned. Excuse me for that burp. Behold, I give to you authority to tread or to trample on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. What did he give us authority over? Serpents and scorpions, principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual hosts of wickedness, every demon, every unclean spirit, every foul spirit, every spirit of infirmity or sickness, he has given us authority over it all. What does it mean to tread? Here's the definition. Take up. Prime verb is to lift. By implication, to take up or away. Figuratively, to raise Keep in suspense. Specifically, to sail away. That is, to weigh the anchor. To remove the anchor. By Hebrew herbism, bear up, carry, lift up, loose, make to put away, remove, take away up. So if we're treading, we're taking up the enemy. Taking him up from wherever he is reigning or attacking or ruling in the lives of men and women. Maybe in your life. Sometimes in my life. Wherever the enemy has laid a root. A root of bitterness, resentment. A root of unforgiveness. A root of of the occult or the world of the occult if you participated in Halloween 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 you have opened the door to the enemy you have allowed the enemy to make root in your life and you need to repent ask God to forgive you and you will be forgiven when you confess your sin but to tread to tread or to trample, we take up the enemy out, the, the, the serpents and the scorpions out of the lives of people we come in contact with. Amen? God is not slack concerning his promises. He's long-suffering, wanting none to perish. In other words, none that are his. Jesus didn't pray for the world, but he prayed for his that are in the world in the Gospel of John. And prayed for those that would come by their testimony. 
We must walk circumspectively, brothers and sisters. Redeem the time, for the days are wicked. Back up a couple pages to Mark 16. Mark 16, 17. Talking about treading what the apostles did then and what the disciples did then, we need today even more. We've got 2,000 years of sediment, layers of sin and rulership in the multitudes and bloodline curses that have never existed that we know of, except in the days of Noah and in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. Sin is rampant in our society, in our TVs and movies and Hollywood, in our, the music of the world. And even some of Christian music, maybe even much of Christian music, is materialism and entertainment rather than the word of God. Did Jesus go around with musicians? Did he have to sing? No, he went around with the word of God with the testimony of power and authority. He went around Galilee and Judea from synagogue to synagogue, preaching the gospel, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, casting out demons, healing the sick. Right here in Mark sixteen seventeen. well, it says in 16, he that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believes not shall be damned. We'll back up again to 15. And he said to them, go you into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. Preach to every creature, verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Do you see this operating in the churches of today? These signs shall follow them that believe. No, they go to their cemeteries or seminaries. They go to their colleges. They learn how hermeneutics and harmeneutics, how to lay out sermons. They, they learn how to give out a story and, a, and a, a, a story that tugs the heart. They're all, that's all good. If you preach a message with some points, you know, three points, sermons, seven points, sermons, whatever the case may be, that's, it's all good and good. But do signs follow them that believe? In my name they shall cast out demons. The first thing. First and foremost, what the next generation, after Jesus and the apostles, this is what they were doing. They were conducting themselves with the power of the Holy Spirit over all the power of the enemy. They were casting out demons. They shall speak with new tongues. They had the gift of the Holy Spirit. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit... The Bible says, will the father give his child a stone if he asks for bread? Or if he asks for meat, will he give him a scorpion? No, your heavenly father knows how to give good gifts to his children, so he'll give good gifts to you if you ask. But if you have witchcraft sin in your life, or you have unforgiveness in your life, you need to repent and come to God clean. And the Holy Spirit will fall upon you. And you will speak with a language you don't know. And it doesn't come from your head. You can't think about it. 
It comes from your belly. It comes with a thought, a thought, thought of a sound or a word. And then the Holy Spirit just flows. It flows. I received the gift of the Holy Spirit when I was 15 years old at Jesus 72. It was a concert, outdoor concert and revival. The Jesus movement. I went to a cornfield. I prayed. I said, Lord, I want to be filled with your Holy Spirit. I want to give you my life to you. I want to serve you. Came down from that cornfield up in the woods, far against, away from the campground. I was alone in a mountain, alone with the Lord. And I came down. I was baptized in a muddy pond. Later that night, I was heading towards the tent where the revival was going on, and I didn't even enter the tent, and the Holy Spirit hit me like lightning from heaven. I was like a wheat, a leaf in the wind. I was fell on the ground, my body was shaking, and I spoke in an unknown language. The power of God knocked me off my feet. I was on my back speaking in tongues. Some people laid hands around me. I got up and went back to my tent. I didn't even go into the revival. I already had revival in me. That's the way God gave it to me. But they will speak with new tongues. That all was free. Not a part of my notes. Amen. Verse 18. They shall take up serpents. Now what lunatic would ever take this literally? And there are people that actually pick up snakes in the physical. We're talking spiritual. That's why we will tread on scorpions and serpents or trample them. In other words, take them out. Remove them. We're going to remove scorpions and serpents. A definite picture of Satan's kingdom. And if they drink any deadly poison, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. That should be going on in every service. Every service Jesus conducted. You lay hands upon the sick and the elders. The, per, the prayer of an elder in James chapter 5. The churches have gone astray. They followed the world. They follow the traditions of religion. But they don't follow the word of God. Some do. Many do. But on the, the overall, there are a few that cast out demons in the servant. And if they do, they'll say, oh, take them to the room on the side. They don't want to disrupt the church. Everybody should know how to cast out a demon. Amen. Turn with me to Acts 5.16. And we're going to go through Acts a little bit for a couple verses. So we will take up scorpions and serpents. We will tread on scorpions and serpents. Peter said, this gift of the Holy Spirit is to you. After he preached the message, he said to you. The Jews that he was preaching to that were in Jerusalem. To your children, the next generation, and to whomever shall come from afar or forever. Whoever comes to the Lord Jesus Christ, the gift of the Holy Spirit is to you. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. 5.16 says, There came also a multitude out of the cities round about 
to Jerusalem, bringing sick folk and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed every one. They came with unclean spirits. This is years after Jesus rose from the dead. And they were healed every one. Amen. Jesus came, and it tells you in Luke chapter 4, 17, read it, 18, 19, 20, 21. He came to set the captives free, to set at liberty those that are bound, open the eyes of the blind, <coughs> not only physically, but spiritually. We're in Acts, go to 8, 7. Acts 8, 7. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them. And many taken with palsies and were lame were healed. Not only did demons come out, but the diseases and afflictions they had put upon people were healed. Amen? The, the Bible says the kingdom of God is not in word, but it's in power. That's why so many people are following witchcraft and the occult with Harry Potter and all of the other Hollywood movies that they put out there. They're looking for power. They're looking, they're looking for something more. And Satan has given it to them. You could buy all of these books and all of these wands and all of these spells. In fact, the whole movie was so filled with spells. Children imitated it. We've got a cancer in the world of witchcraft. Because they think they have power over us. The church is falling short. Christians are falling short. The Bible says... When Jesus returns, will he find faith on earth? Will he find faith to move mountains, to set the captive free? Or what does he have? A harlot church. She's dressed up. She's pretty. She's got on her mascara and her makeup and her eyeliner. She's looking good to church. They've become rich in need of nothing. But they are wretched, miserable, and poor. If you're lukewarm, the Bible says in Revelations chapter 3 to the church of the Laodosians that he will spew you, spit you out of his mouth. We are a holy generation, a royal priesthood. Disciples set forth to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, to share our testimony to whoever God leads us to, to tell people Jesus loves us, loves them. He loved me, and this is what he did for me. I was a drug addict. After I turned 18, I turned into the world. I turned into the lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, the pride of life. I fell for 13 years. I was addicted to drugs. I sold drugs. I lived a godless life. I wanted the things of this world. 
I thought they would give me pleasure. And it brought me down to a jail cell, beaten up by the cops, and I cried out, Jesus, help me. Because tomorrow I'm going to do the same thing. I could no longer help myself. I was so demonized by the power of Satan. And God miraculously reached down with his loving hand. He pulled me out of the pit I was in, wrapped his arms around me. I was a stinking sinner in more ways than one. I was rotten to the core. But the Lord loved me. He never left me nor forsook me. And he restored me. Restored my family. God is a God of love. He comes to set the captives free. We've got a dying world around us. A suffering church. Jesus said to the apostles when he sent them out, he said, don't go to the Samaritans, or the, but go to the lost sheep of Israel. Your mission field, some of you, is to go into churches and find like-minded Christians and share your testimony and share deliverance that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. As I encourage with all my messages, read the word four times a day. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, and bedtime. Have the word of God in you. Spend an hour in the word of God a day, and within 40, 40 days you'll have it read, the whole Bible. Memorize the scripture. I, I Make it simple. One scripture a week at the end of a year, you've memorized 52 scriptures. Apply these two principles to your life. And you'll see the change in your life. You will be transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. As Leonard Ravenhill said, little prayer, little power. Much prayer, much power. And that applies to the word too. Little word, little power. Much word, much power. You can't love God more than you love the word. Quoted from Derek Prince. You cannot love God more than you love his word. The amount of time we spend in our word demonstrates how much we love him. Amen? All right, we're still in Acts. Jump over to 16, chapter 16, verse 18. Acts 16, 18. And this did she many days, talking about that demonized girl with the divination spirit following Paul. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour, the spirit. He came out of the little girl, came out the same hour. Not instantly. I'm sure there was a display. I bind you, come on out, as we do deliverance. And those demons don't want to come out. They think they own us, and they do. They, many of them have legal right. But once you break those rights, they no longer have power. We've got to confess our ancestors' sins. 
many times and repent of whatever they did because the sins of the father are passed to the third and fourth generation, the Bible says. So we've inherited years of sediment of demonic powers and demons. Many of us are legions and it takes time to get them out. And they refuse to get out and it's a battle. But we attack, we attack, we attack, we attack, we attack, we attack, and wear them out, break them down, and the Holy Spirit removes them. Because Jesus says, if I cast out demons by the finger of God, the Spirit of God has come upon you, or the kingdom of God elsewhere. You see, the Spirit of God, the Spirit cast them out. Jesus had the Spirit without measure, and he had the battle with them. The demoniac didn't come right out. Jesus said, come out. Some people say, oh, you just say it in a word and it's all done and it's finished and you don't have to do nothing else. Jesus says, come out of the man. And then he, he didn't listen. He says, what is your name? So there was a, a concourse. They went through a procedure. So what is your name? We're legion because we are many. And then they begged him. We don't know how long all of this went on. We've, we get to read this digest version. And they begged him, cast us into the pigs. We don't want to go into dry places. And he cast them into the pigs. And the pigs ran down the hill and drowned themselves. Even the pigs didn't want them. Hallelujah. Jump over to 19, uh, oh, verse 19. Did we read that? And when her masters here, 1619, and when her masters saw that the hope of their gain was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers. Anyway, jump over to, oh, it must be chapter 19. Turn to chapter 19, verse 12. Acts 19, verse 12. It's pretty bad when a preacher doesn't know his own notes, his own handwriting. <laughs> Sometimes you write these things quick, but we're all good. Chapter 9, verse 12. So that from the body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and evil spirits went out of them. The anointing was so powerful upon the apostles that they were walking in the spirit that even handkerchiefs would heal and demons would be come out. Verse uh, 13. And certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits, the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preaches. And there was seven sons of Sceva, a Jew, and a chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, to, said Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? That was a demon speaking out of the man. And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out the house naked and wounded. 
There were eight people there. Rip the clothes off of them and put a beating on them. One man. They have supernatural power. But when you're filled with the blood of Jesus Christ, and you know you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you'll say to this mountain, be gone and it shall be gone. Let's continue reading down to uh, verse 19. This, and this was known to, this was in Ephesus. And this was known to all the Jews and the Greeks and all dwelling in Ephesus. And fear fell upon them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus Christ was magnified. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Showed their deeds. They confessed of their sins. They didn't hide them or cover them up. Some people continue in their sin because they refuse to confess them to a brother or sister. Telling someone, hey, I have lust problems. I have masturbation problems. I have lying problems. I have stealing problems. I have adultery problems. I have all of these problems. They, they hide them. They think they could cover them up. You know what? Many times you cannot get set free. You can't hide your sin. You can't hide your sin. People think they can hide their sin and just carry on their Christian walk. But in order to conquer your sin, you've got to confess it. It tells you, confess your sins one to another in James. That you may be healed. We need to confess our sins. Verse 19. Many of them also which used curious arts or divination or that were in the occult. They brought their books together and burned them before all men. And they counted the price of them all and found that it was 50,000 pieces of silver. Now, I don't know how much that is. I think I've heard it preached that it was like $700,000 of books and materials. There was a woman that came to Derek Prince and she wanted healing. And he says, you have to burn everything you got. She said, but I spent $20,000. He says, what's more important, the $20,000 or your soul? And he said, I don't even know if she went home and burned them. So brothers and sisters, 1 Timothy 3.1 says, and you don't need to turn there. But if you do, go ahead. First Timothy 3.1. The Spirit expressly says that in the last days some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to doctrines of demons. Giving heed to doctrines of demons. Those are the last days. Paul had a vision of our days. That doctrines of demons would be taught from the pulpit. Some some are LGBTQRST, LMNOSOP, I don't know what you want to call it. The pulpit in some places are accepting it. The pulpits in some places are accepting same-sex marriage. The pulpits in some places are accepting whatever goes, gender-neutral. If it feels good, oh, that God, God understands we love each other. Yeah, God understands that he loves you and he wants you to repent because he created Adam and Eve. Not Adam as Steve, as some say. To procreate, to replenish the earth, 
Satan is against the fundamental principles of the Bible, of God's creation, and God's plan and God's purpose on earth. In the last days, it'll be like Sodom and Gomorrah. Militant homosexuality or perversion. God forbid you say anything on YouTube against it. You're blocked. There is a worldwide persecution against Christians and the word of God. And God is not slack concerning his promises. His promises will come to pass. His promises will come to pass. So, this is the groundwork that this ministry, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Is the enemy your footstool today? Have you expelled him from your life? Jesus came to set the captives free. If you're captive in any way, shape, or form, physically, mentally, emotionally, or willfully, if your will is not the will of God, if you don't have control of your will, the enemy does, and you can't control or stop yourself from... uh, Masturbation or lying or fornicating, which is, and masturbation is fornicating, or adultery, which is masturbating too. It's the highest form of same sex, masturbation. It's the highest form of homosexuality. You're having sex with yourself. My, The president of my Bible college taught me that. We're struggling in many ways. If you're struggling with lying, stealing, cheating, if you're struggling with any kinds of addictions, alcohol, marijuana, illicit or illegal drugs, if you can't control yourself, you need to repent. When we do warfare prayers, you repent. And we'll attack some areas tonight. And open up the lines for anybody that may come in. But the best way to contact me in my ministry, Bread of Life, that meet I meet on Saturdays at 10 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. We have the what we study War on the Saints and Fellowship is through my cell phone. You could call me directly. You could text me directly at 610. 610- Nine seven two three four two three. If you need to contact me, six ten nine seven two three four two three. Let's pray. Father, your word is yes and amen, and you're always on time. Thank you, Lord God, for using me, Lord, to glorify you. That the Holy Spirit in me will will flow rivers of rivers of living water out of my belly, that you must increase, I must decrease. And we just give you the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Powerful word. Amen. We are live with Evangelist. So Shannon, would you like to 
Could we oh. take a five-minute break and then get into mass deliverance? Sure. Let's do a five-minute break and um, amen. Okay, everybody. Welcome aboard to our Friday night deliverance broadcast. Here every Friday night with evangelist Victor Mravlag. Let's go and get Brother Victor back in. And if you need prayer tonight, this is your opportunity. Call in. Get some freedom. Invite a friend to tune in as well. Just send them to OmegaManRadio.com and from there you'll see a couple ways to listen in live. By phone, by MixLR, by IceCast server. That comes directly from the website. Another way to tune in. Praise the Lord. Welcome back, Brother Victor. (laughs) I'm glad to be here. Yes, sir. (laughs) Great message tonight with Evangelist Victor Mravlak. And folks, uh, again, call in. Call in at uh, area code 515-602-9734. Victor, uh, you've got two callers in the queue. What would you like to do? Let's take those calls first. Okay. Let's go first to 347. Then we'll go 437. 347, welcome aboard. What's your first name? Where are you calling in from? If you need prayer, hit option one. Okay, we'll come back to 347. Let's go to 437. They've got their hand raised. Uh, 437, welcome aboard. Hello? How are you? That's you. Yes, ma'am. Welcome. Hello. How are you? Hi. Good evening. Hi. I'm doing well. How are you? Hey, doing great. Where are you calling from tonight? I'm calling from um, Toronto, Canada. Hey, glad to have you. Um, you're on with Evangelist Victor Mravlag. Tell us what's going on out there. What can we pray for tonight? Um, a family situation um, ha- has come about in the last six months and um, in the family home. And uh, it has to do with my younger son. And he, he brought in um, a woman. Um, um, he invited to, you know, to stay in the home about, I guess now uh, it's been six months. But the relationship that was between his older brother and I with him sharing the home, the family home, has um, deteriorated. And my younger son um, is uh, very much uh, narcissistic. And the so-called woman that he's, uh, this young lady he's brought, uh, I can see the same characteristics. And um, it's... There are attacks, and there hasn't been any communication. I just want prayer in the situation. Well, the the uh, first thing that pops... You know, prayer... Yes, go ahead. Yeah, the first thing that came to my mind was that, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that's your house. It, yeah. it, it, you, you don't have a husband, or you're separated, or... Widowed. I don't know what what your situation is. Uh, I'm a, I've been a single mom 
to these boys. They're 28 okay. and 29. Okay. And the okay. younger one, I mean, he's always, you know, been a handful, but the betrayal that has come with what he's welcomed in is just overwhelming. It's brought division, but he brought in sin into the house. Absolutely, and he's brought sin into the house, and you need to lay your foot down. But we'll pray. We'll pray for the the Lord will give you strength in this situation to stand up to this situation and do the right thing. And you're you're going to need strength. So, Father, and what's your name? Rose. Rose. Okay, Rose. Rose. God knows what we're going to pray before we even ask, but we're asking him. Father, we pray for wisdom here, knowledge, might, and understanding, counsel, fear of the Lord, spirit of the Lord, the seven spirits of God. Lord, you know Rose's situation with her boys. She's raised them as a single mom. She struggled in Lord God, and now he's brought in a, a girlfriend, Lord God, Lord God, in, into the home. Lord God, and it's brought even more division and more conflict and more difficulty. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we bind the strong man over her younger son in Jesus Christ's name and over this girl. That, Lord, unless they marry, Lord God, they need to move. It's got to be firm. It's got to be solid. And it's got to be done in love. This, This is Rose's house. As for her and her house, she will serve the Lord. And Lord God, and pray, Lord God, that you give her the strength to do what she knows she needs to do. Lord God, and we we attack Satan, we attack all weakness and fear. All fear, loose my sister Rose, Rose right now. God did not give you a spirit of fear. You've got to trust and be obedient to the Lord. You've got to be trust and be obedient to the Lord. We give, pray for strength, Lord God, in the inner person. Right now, in Jesus Christ's name, Lord God, she is the head of that house. In Jesus' name, Lord God, you are Lord, Lord God. And, Lord God, we pray, Lord God, you lead this young man to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, Lord God. In Jesus Christ's name, committed to you. Go ahead, Shannon. you want to pray, too? Absolutely. Sister Rose. Did I hear you correctly? These sons are 28 and 29? Yes. Okay, and where you live? Yes. Is this your house and they're living with you in your home? It, it's, it, yes, it, it's, it's all our home. Uh, you know, it was an inheritance from my late father. And okay, I so divided it, uh, it between the two of them, and now the younger one is has betrayed me and then the home needs to be sold which is fine but it's just a betrayal well, these, uh, and this abuse I have gone through before and it's just it, it's just overwhelming you know well, these are two grown men sister number one they shouldn't be at home living with mama there's something wrong here it's dysfunctional they need to get out of the Absolutely. nest now if they're going to stay with you and you Allow them, to, then they've got to abide by the rules that you set down. Word of God says, honor your mother and your father that your days be long on the earth. And it's not easy. You have done a uh, an awesome job doing the best you can without the help of the, uh, the father. So we do pray that God give you strength 
to sit them down and say, this is not going to stand. God's not happy. Fornicators do not inherit the kingdom of God, and you brought sin into the camp of this house. Now you need to. Uh, you need he's to. He's mocked me. No, I, I am. He, imagine he's, he's mocked me. He's done a lot of things, but you are still the mother. Yes, he's mocked me. And if he's going to live in the yes, household, he then he's me. going to abide by your rules. And if not, then he needs to get his butt out. Okay, because you don't Brother talk to your Shannon, mother that way, number one. Up. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's blocked. He's blocked up doorways, you know, to access the downstairs and you know wreck the property. And God there hasn't mercy. been any communication with him living downstairs. And me and my and the my older son are upstairs. We have not communicated since May. And there's just, like, such a heavy presence of strife and just uh, an anger. And he's always been this way, but it's so strong right now. And I just physically, I can feel it, but we are moving on to sell the home. Uh, that's, we're, we're already doing that, like, right now as I'm speaking to you, but. Okay. Well, that's probably the only direction you can go in terms of the property at this juncture. So let's assume that moves forward. You're going to have the resources to get out into your own place, and he's going to have to fend for himself. Um, I'm not advocating you abandon your children. So we're going to pray, and you need to pray because he's in jeopardy of hell tonight if he were to die in those sins. So you're going to need to pray. He should be the one calling in tonight. He needs deliverance. Billions need deliverance tonight. Going through the same situation. A result of sin, the demons will come in and they'll bring havoc on everybody in the household. So our prayers are with you. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I agree with Brother Victor. We lift up this situation that should not be, but it is. We ask God in Jesus' name that you give this sister a speedy sell in the house. Father God, we plead the blood of Jesus over her and the sons. We ask God you pour out your goodness, mercy, and grace on this entire household. And for the son, that is not saved, God. We ask that you loose a spirit of conviction to him. If you've got to give him a road to Damascus experience, knock him off his high horse like you did the Apostle Paul, whatever it takes, God, we bind the strong man in him right now. We bind every demonic force in the mighty name of Jesus, driving and tormenting him. We bind spirits of arrested development. We bind spirits of rejection from the Father. We bind every spirit of rebellion and witchcraft. And we command every tormenting spirit to loose this family right now. Loose him. Loose all involved in the mighty name of Jesus. We command those demons to loose their mind and will that they can make a decision for Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus. We ask God you lose peace into this home. In Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen, I agree. It's tough love time. Back to you, Brother Victor. Amen. Take my phone number down and I could pray with you some more. And uh, just give me a text and we can set up an appointment and I'll continue to pray with you. I'll put you on our prayer line. 
also, and then I'll, I will have Christians praying with you so that you can overcome this situation. Remember, okay. greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So Jesus is greater Amen. than this situation, and God has a plan for you. Praise Amen. God. Absolutely. All right, let, we're going to get to a mass deliverance. Thank you, Sister. Now, Sister, I want to Amen. say one God last you, thing Rose. to the sister calling you tonight. I'm not against her son, but this is ridiculous. If you're in the household with a parent at that age, I don't care if you're 28 or 58, you have to honor your mother and your father. And you don't do that kind of stuff under the house of your mom and dad. That boy is suffering from rejection of a father, abandonment. He needs deliverance. We want to see deliverance for him. And sister, it will come. Keep praying for your son. As Brother Victor said, you speak the truth to him in love. You've got to lay the law down. But you continue to pray for him because he's tormented. And there's forces at work that have been in his life for a very long time trying to take him out. This happens in broken homes. It happens when there's no father there. It wouldn't happen if the father was there, but he's not there for whatever reason. We pray for his soul if he's alive. But you keep praying for your son. Love him. You speak the truth. And every day bind those demons in the name of Jesus. He's got a battle to go through. But don't give up on him. He's worth it. Brother Victor Mravlag, evangelist, is here tonight. Brought a great word. And sometimes, folks, you're going to get some calls tonight. And you say, that's a tough situation. Yes, it is. There's a lot of tough situations going on around the world. I don't have all the answers, but Jesus does. And I know one thing, sin is a killer. And for way too long, the church has compromised. We need to call it out like it is. God has a standard. It's called holiness. Holiness unto the Lord. And where there's sin, there's demons. Looking to gain a foothold and overpower you and I. We must fight back. It's going to be a battle till Jesus comes back. We're born into a war zone. If you get out of the womb, you're blessed. The enemy is killing many before they can even get out. And don't think for a minute the enemy is not going to stop his attacks. We're in World War III already in the spirit. Might soon be in the physical. And that's why we need every available man, woman, boy, and girl who calls Jesus Christ Lord and Savior. Learning what they can about deliverance and then getting into the battle. We've been overrun in the spirit by demons like Hamas. As people are out in rave parties tonight, maybe watching movies, getting drunk, partying, coming off of a hangover from the Halloween weekend. There are people dying and going to hell tonight because there's none to deliver. I praise God for Evangelist Victor Mrablag, who's here with me tonight to preach the truth, and for you that care enough to be here tonight to join us in prayer, and now for some mass deliverance. This is an opportunity for anyone tuning in to get some deliverance. As we're starting right now, it's not too late. Invite someone to tune in right now. They can go to MegamanRadio.com. They can listen in by phone at 515-602-9734. Brother Victor, over to you. Amen. 